Howdy there, my fellow distanced fellows. This is Peyton Zignego with COVID Operation to bring you your daily dose of cheer. We are back on another glorious Friday. Fridays are probably a lot less glorious now, though, because it doesn't mean the weekend is starting. Well, it does still, but, well, whatever. We can still enjoy our Fridays all the same, can't we? Been doing it for 14 weeks. We can continue to do so. Also, I realized just today, actually, that after 70 episodes plus, you know, mistakes and stuff of doing my intro, and I realized only today that I point at my computer screen when I say to bring you because it makes me do the emphasis thing. I just did it there, too. I don't know, just a weird little quirk, I guess. Probably not very interesting because, you know, you'll never see it because this is an audio thing, but I guess your ears could pretend I'm pointing. Just a funky little thing that I realized I do and wasn't paying any attention to. Anyway, the good news is is that the weekend ahead is looking pretty good. As far as plans for us go, it is mainly nap and prepare for next week. But, you know, I think that's just about how it goes now. And maybe we'll do some artistry. Tapioca and I are known to do that. Or or actually, she she does business on the weekends where because my mom doesn't have to be in her office chair, that's where she can nap now. So sometimes I'll go into the office and there she'll be sitting in my mom's chair just taking a nap or sitting up straight and looking dead ahead at my mom's computer. And I don't know what kind of emails she's sending out or what meetings she has to go to, but I imagine they're very important and I probably shouldn't interrupt her. That may be what she's doing when she naps in the chair is having little dream meetings with other kitties, connecting with them in the astral plane. That's actually kind of cute. Actually, I like that. I think that's what's happening. I'm going to stick with that. Now, it's very cute too, because she has a twin sister, Izzy, who sits in the office chair directly across from my mom's chair um, because my mom's desk is pressed up against my desk where I do most of my doll stuff. So there's these two chairs that face each other pretty much. And so Tapioca's in my mom's chair acting all businesslike. And then her sister Izzy is in my chair curled up and like passed out dead cold in my chair, which I think is pretty close to how my mom and I actually use those chairs because she's sitting there diligently doing work and I'm in my chair cutting apart fabric scraps and staring at sewing needles for endless hours. But, you know, I think that's that's good. I, I really like that even in kitty form, the dynamic still translates through with the chairs. But enough about chairs and what have you. It's time for another segment of, you guessed it, Ask Peyton. Wow, did you guess it? I sure hope you did. It's been 14 weeks and also it's in the title. So I hope I hope you got it. If not, surprise! Anyway, yet again, I have to say a big thank you to Sophia for the questions. Big old list of them. Uh, If you aren't aware, if you haven't listened to previous Ask Peyton segments, uh, my good pal Sophia has sent a whole slew of questions for me to answer, and I've been doing that the past couple weeks. Very much appreciated. By the way, if you have questions that you would like answered, or if you have any other questions, comments, or concerns, etc., that you would like me to address next Friday, I would be more than happy to. Unfortunately, if you're really hoping to get a quick response, out of me. I cannot see the future, so as I'm recording this now, in the past, I cannot see your current present emails, but just know that next Friday, I will be definitely answering them on air for you. 
Anyway, if you're interested in those, you can send those over to Peyton, P-E-Y-T-O-N at storyarkark.org, where they will be happily met by my secretary, Tapioca. She's a very good secretary, I assure you. Anyway, back to these uh, questions here. Let's see. Looks like we're going to be taking a dive into, well, myself, as this is an Ask Peyton segment, but my past. Woo! <laughs> uh, okay, so question number one. What is your favorite childhood food? Which honestly has not changed. Um, probably a good PB&J. It's either PB&J or mac and cheese. Yeah, I still eat like a child pretty much. <laughs> and I ate a PB&J every single day in school, when I had school, like uh, in high school, middle school, and elementary school. Every single day, it was PB&J. Absolute bars right there. Yeah, no, I just had had and have just such a soft spot for PB&Js. I think it's related to the fact that for some reason, having a PB&J and a Coke is just like peak meal to me. Something about it is just so wonderful and very comforting. I don't exactly know why, but I don't know, it makes me happy, so whatever. But I had a PB&J like every day at school. There was one year, uh, the second half of my freshman year in high school, when after I transferred schools from Arizona, because I lived in Arizona for five years, fun fact, I uh, did not bring lunch to school because I thought I'd be cool and get lunch at school. We had a, a nice cafeteria at my new high school as opposed to the one that I had in Arizona. So I felt like I was being treated. You know, I got like a warm cheeseburger every day and I felt like I was on top of the world. Looking back now, it wasn't fantastic quality and I was probably better off just bringing the PB&J, but whatever, that's in the past. So uh, pretty much PB&J, I guess I have to say, is technically my favorite childhood food. But Kraft Mac and Cheese is a close second because, ooh, you can get those 99-cent boxes at Target. Oh, man. I'm not talking about childhood now. I'm talking about childhood as in last year because, you know, when I was actually going to college physically, boxed mac and cheese was like 80% of my diet. So, you know both a big part of my childhood and also a big part of my adulthood. And if you don't take those things from your childhood into your adulthood, what are you really doing? You know, come on. <laughs> now I'm thinking about PB&Js though. And I really want one. Also, it's strawberry jelly. If, if you're wondering, it's peanut butter and strawberry jelly. That's the best way to do it. Grape jelly lovers, I'm so sorry, but I just don't, don't stand with you on that one, unfortunately. Not that grape jelly isn't good. It's just, I don't think it tastes as good with peanut butter. I'm sorry. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> don't want me to cause jelly discourse on my podcast. Let's take it back now. And my next question is, what is my favorite book or book series? Oh man. Okay. That's a toughie. That's a really toughie. I guess probably my favorite series of books, if you can consider it a series, is I very much enjoyed the Welcome to Night Vale book series, I guess. The writers and creators of Welcome to Night Vale have written three books so far. Uh, there's Welcome to Night Vale, the first one by the same name. Then there's It Devours, the second one. And then the third one came out very recently, and I haven't finished it yet, but it's called the faceless old woman who secretly lives inside your home. You know, fantastic names for all of them. Yeah, so I guess those would be my favorite book series if you can count them as a series. They're not technically series in the sense that it's like always the same characters, but it's the same world and you'll 
always get hints of the host of the podcast, Cecil, and, you know, you'll get hints as to where he's doing in his life. So that kind of ties it all together and makes it a series. I'll count that as a series because I think that's my favorite. Probably another really good book series that I enjoy, though, that is actually a series as in it's like following the same basically story and plot lines is the Renegade series by Marissa Meyer. Oh, it's so good. Uh, This is another trilogy starts with Renegades and then Arch Enemies and then Supernova, which came out really recently and I have not read yet as well. So I've got a lot of reading to do, but oh, the first two books, so good. It's about superheroes. I really can't describe what the Night Vale books are about because they're just like that, but they're really good. But yeah, so those are two book series that I recommend. Both very good. But you know, I'm also a classic literature nerd a bit. I like the occasional good classic piece. Like, I'm very much fond of The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. And, of course, A Picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde. I think I talk about that one a lot. I talk about both of them quite often just because as an artist and a writer, I enjoy the fact that both of them incorporate such heavy and pretty color symbolism. Oh, and if we want to talk comic books, very much enjoy The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. I said that on Wednesday, actually, when I interviewed uh, the author for it, which was amazing, but that is my favorite comic series. So yeah, you've got two book series, Renegades and the Welcome to Night Vale realm of books, and then just classic lit. And then, of course, my favorite comic books, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Lots of variety, I think which is interesting. Oh, and by the way, if you are looking for any more very good LGBT-centered books, I highly recommend Aristotle and Dante Discover the Secrets of the Universe. Oh, that's so good. It's sort of a a coming of age, coming to terms with LGBT feelings um, between two boys, and it's really good. I really enjoyed it. So that's that's another really good LGBT-centric book that I highly recommend and very much enjoyed. And now I'm thinking about all the books that I like because I really love... Now, also, despite the fact that my summer reading list has gone mostly untouched because of lack of motivation, I'm currently reading In Other Lands by Sarah Reese Brennan on the recommendation and promise that I would do that. Uh, But it's very good so far. I very much enjoyed it. I've been very slow reading it just because reading is not where my brain is at right now, but also another good book. So yeah, lots of very good stuff. And I will end now with bad stuff because my final question for the day is, what book or series do you despise with every fiber of your being? Which is a very good question to end on, especially after all of that raving positivity. Time to end on something that is not so positive. And I don't know if this counts, but I think that my least favorite type of book for sure is anything that is one of those just terrible relationship romance books. You know, it's like Hallmark Christmas movies, the book, but it's also very toxic relationships. So it's like, oh, big city girl goes to town, falls in love with farmer boy who's a little bit overprotective, a little bit overbearing, kind of creepy, actually scratch that really creepy. She's ignoring lots of red flags and yet they fall in love and she stays forever. You can do so much better, honey. A very fun thing to do with those though is if you want to put money towards purchasing one or finding one, 
or whatever and reading it with someone or others and annotating your thoughts on it. Oh, it's so much fun. I highly recommend that as an activity to do. Yeah, just pass around this book. You can do it chapter by chapter, read a chapter, write down your thoughts, annotate it, and then pass it on. And then you can read the other person's thoughts and vice versa. I think that's a fun activity, but really the only use you're going to get out of those books, to be honest, unless of course you enjoy them, in which case more power to you. Okay. Like whatever you like. And that's cool. It's just, they are not my thing and they bother me and I kind of hate going into Target and I'm trying to see if I can pick up the next Adventure Zone graphic novel, which is another graphic novel series that I really enjoy. It's based off of a podcast, but that's not where this is going. This is going to. I'm at Target. I'm looking for that. And then I just see a wall of copy-paste romance novels. And I just, why? They're all the same. Technically, you know, some of them are fantasy. Some of them are country boy. Some of them even mix it up and they do a country girl with a city boy. And it's like, wow, look at that. But I'm not necessarily someone for romance either. Never totally enjoyed just straight up romance stories. I like stories with romance elements and stories that have things going on other than romance, you know, but it's like not the central thing. It's like, that's just also happening. Then I'm cool with it. But if it's just straight, you're just focusing on the relationship, then it it loses me a little bit. But you know, like I said, preference thing, whatever. If you enjoy them, go, go have it. I hope you enjoy your romance things. That's cool. I guess I managed to turn that into a positive thing. I hope that counts. I don't know if a genre of book counts, but if you want me to get more specific. I'm sure I can find a book that I've just sort of repressed from my memory because of my hatred for it. (laughs) There were a couple books that I had to read for AP Lit that I didn't like very much and in fact got very angry, but I don't know if those really count too because it wasn't like something I picked up and just hated. Now, if you want me to elaborate, you know, shoot me another email. You got my email. I'll talk more. I'll talk more at nauseum about whatever you want me to talk about. That's what I do. That's what I do. But I will leave you with that for today and for the week. So thank you very much for tuning in and listening. I hope you had a wonderful week. Uh, Once again, we'll be back next week with a whole bunch of more wonderful stuff. So stick around for that. It'll be a sad two days without you, but I'll be back on Monday. As always, this has been COVID Operation. I've been Peyton Zignego. Thank you very much for listening. I will see you on Monday. Stay safe out there this weekend. Peyton and Tapioca, over and out.